Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Everybody, happy Monday to you, January 9th, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio, 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. Sorry for the technical difficulty. Uh, wasn't really sure what was going on there, but we're on now. Yeah, we made it. We did. We we made it. And uh, uh, Scooch was dealing some, with something over in southern Indiana, so appreciate him figuring it out sometimes in these situations, which we are usually a lot more familiar with, with another producer. Sometimes you wouldn't even know if we were going to be able to get on the air. So a uh, little 10 minute delay, not the worst thing in the world, but uh, thanks for figuring it out. Scoots. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Yeah. Now I uh, got here and my computer looked nothing like it should normally look. So I kind of was freaking out. Good thing. I was about 15 minutes early. So I had, a little more time to call the necessary people, and they were able to to solve our issues. But yeah, so shout out to Calvin getting it done this morning. Thank you, Calvin. You did it, Calvin. You did it. Way to uh, go, Calvin. I guess since we missed uh, the first ten minutes, and we can't talk about the Kentucky basketball game. Bummer. Shucks, we're out of time. Let's no, what Sunday actually night happened? Football, Detroit thought, Lions, Green Bay Packers. We thought that we were on, and we actually talked about both those things already. Uh, oh. So, I, you know, we could recycle it. It could be like a take-two situation. You'd think maybe we'd be a little bit more polished with our takes, but I don't know. We already talked it to death in those 10 minutes. I, I think maybe we just move on and uh, talk, just do a playoff preview for the NFL for the next two hours. How does that sound, everybody? Playoff oh, preview. Playoff preview. No, we're a bunch it's, of losers. Uh, no preview. God, we are. I guess. Man, th- this is a big loser show right now. Um, that, I mean, Green I guess- Bay game, that Green Bay game was more frustrating than the Lions game. And again, not that I would have been totally shocked if Green Bay had not beaten the Lions. I, I kind of thought they were going to beat the Lions. But if they had made the playoffs and gone to San Francisco and won on the road. Still, I would have much rather had a week to dream and look forward to more football, being able to watch my favorite team. And then if they'd beaten San Francisco, they would have had to go on the road to Philadelphia, a healthy Eagles team with a bye week to even get extra healthy. Like, it it wasn't going to be a Super Bowl season for Green Bay. 
That being said, what an absolute bedwetting from the Packers. That was as that was horrible. I mean, not prepared, not ready. Detroit was the hungrier team despite having nothing to play for and knowing that going into the game. That was horrible. And, and I want LaFleur out immediately. Uh, he's had, I think, the last two seasons, not this season, but the two years before this season, I think the best team in the NFL, one playoff win. This year's team, certainly playoff good, and they had gotten hot at the right time and looked like, you know, all you have to do is beat the Lions at home to get in the playoffs, and you just get completely outplayed. That game, that score was not really even indicative to how much better the Lions were yesterday. So that sucked. It was a horrible, horrible sports weekend. UK gets absolutely thrashed by Alabama on the road at Tuscaloosa in a game where they just quit, which when you're already having the issues that you're having with this team, the one thing that you'd like to see them do is fight till the final whistle. And they didn't. They quit, and they get blown out in embarrassing fashion. So well, it They didn't just- completely quit, TJ. Antonio Reeves hit some late threes that – I mean, if they don't hit him, they're not cracking 50. So that would have been the lowest scoring game, I think, of the Cal era if he didn't hit those last two threes with like 40 seconds on the clock. They they, they quit. Sure. You're, but they just horrible. I mean, just absolutely horrible. So yep. this is seemingly common for my sports fandom weekends. I'm in some sort of sports hell. I don't know what I did to deserve this. <laughs> but all I can tell you is that when I get out of it, I'm going to be the most obnoxious sports fan in the world. So you better hope the Cats and the Packers stay down to all the haters and losers out there. I, uh, had, the, going into this weekend, really wanted the Jags and the Lions to both be in the playoffs just because they've been a lot of fun. And now that we have this expanded playoff, uh, it, it felt like those teams had a ton of late season momentum. They, they, they deserve to be rewarded for it. And um, unfortunately, I, you know, this is a busy weekend, and uh, we got the national championship game tonight, which went into like midnight. And so I didn't fight to stay awake for this game. And uh, I was dozing in and out. When um, Christian, uh, what's his name, caught that deep ball that set up a touchdown. Christian Watson, is that his name, TJ? Yes. That dude's that dude's good, too. Like he, For as much hand-wringing as over Rodgers, wide receivers. That guy, he's a ball player. I, I saw that catch. And then they went down and scored, and I was like, "Okay, I'm not gonna fight. My, I'm 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 gonna, I'm gonna accept the sleep. I'll I'll I'll, I'll wake up and, and and let's see what happened." And uh, I just got on your Twitter account and um, did not anticipate you calling for Matt Lafleur's job, but uh, I guess that's just how bad it was. I honestly wanted him, and you you hopefully remember this and can. Det- I wanted him gone when he kicked that field goal against the Bucks in the NFC Championship game. That was pretty embarrassing. Like, that was such a dumb decision that if you could make it in that moment, then you're clearly just not a good football coach. And they kept him because Green Bay had a, a great season, and then they come back the next season, have another great season, and what do they do? In an elimination game at Lambeau Field, the 49ers without a quarterback beat you. And then what do they do the next season? They were don't make the playoffs. But you have an elimination game at Lambeau against the freaking Detroit Lions. And what do you do? You get completely outcoached. You get completely outplayed. Uh, people that watched that game last night, that is a perfect example of how winning the trenches can matter so much at any level in football. The Lions offensive line, anytime they needed a yard, they got it because they just were bowling the Packers up front. And then on the flip side, 
Green Bay very rarely got any pressure to Goff. Luckily, Goff was horrible and kind of kept Green Bay in the game for a little bit. But um, and, and then Rodgers was getting hit. Rodgers was getting hit as well and not having a lot of time, and he wasn't really on the money either. I think he, I think one of those hits he took, I think he got hurt a little bit on, but still just didn't really have it. And uh, I would imagine that will be his last game at Green Bay. Maybe they cut. I would like one more, one more season with Rodgers without Lafleur. But uh, I think most likely it's probably going to be rebuild mode in Green Bay. But I don't, I don't know how Green Bay could determine to keep Lafleur around. He's got a nice win loss record, but who cares when you've had one playoff win in the last three years and two out of those three years you had the MVP who was playing like I mean rightfully so the MVP Rodgers numbers the last two seasons not this season. We're just absolutely nutty. So that sucked. That was really, really unfortunate. Really the 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 poop cherry on my sports weekend just to cap it all off. And luckily didn't get to go to bed till like after midnight. And and uh, I'm sure I'll feel the effects of that today and, and throughout maybe even the week. So not in a good spot, Roush. But you know what? It's just sports. There's bigger things, uh, better things. Had a great weekend with family and friends. And so I at least have that going for me. But sheesh will leash. Can't Man, get it the the I did get the the Jags. That was an awesome uh, game on Saturday night. The the Josh Allen scoop and score kind of gave me life um, after a, a hard day of watching Kentucky basketball. But that that got me all fired up. That was freaking awesome. Um, and then the Steelers they did what they had to do, but a couple of oh gosh the 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 what was it the horse collar penalty scoots that got the dolphins in position to kick the game winning field goal. Yeah. Then they get a safety like that. I thought, I thought we were going to be there. I thought we'd be, we'd make the big dance. It was fun. At least they, they made it entertaining. I mean, like you said, Steelers did what they had to do. They, it was all out of their control after that point, but yeah, I I thought it was a, despite both of our teams not getting in, I thought it was a fun, fun Sunday of NFL. It was, it was. And, but there is one team though, that I would like to punt to Bolivia. And that is the Houston Texans because it's one of those things, TJ, where, you know, I'm not a big, like, let's go do a bunch of parlays and stuff. But it's like, uh, first weekend without college football, really. So, you know what, let's put a little parlay together. And I basically did the, here's how things need to go parlay. And everything was going according to plan. The one thing I needed to do, the one thing I needed to rely on was that the Houston Texans would be smart enough to tank for the number one pick. What do they do? They hold a freaking players only meeting, but they, they the ownership invites Lovey Smith into his office, their office this week. And from what I gather, they basically said, you're fired no matter what. So Lovey Smith puts up middle fingers to both of them and just says, I'm going to go win this game and cost you a draft pick. And that's what he did. On fourth and 20, we get freaking the Mills Mafia, Davis Mills throwing a lollipop in the end zone. That goes right through the Colts' defensive backs' hands, and they catch a touchdown to put it within one. And then they give up the two-point conversion. The freaking Colts, what a bunch of bums. Can't even beat a team that was actively trying to tank. Oh, God, that made me sick. Uh, uh, seven to one, just right down the tube. Had everything go my way, and the stupid freaking Texans. So stupid. They're the dumbest, stupidest, stupid idiots that have ever stupided in the history of stupid. Well, so the Bears get the number one pick, but the Texans are still going to be able to get a quarterback if they want a quarterback. Yeah, and that's why it really didn't matter all that much for them because the Bears would probably get like Will Anderson 
or Jalen Carter or something like that, they're not going to get a quarterback. So, well, I'm sorry that you didn't win your bet. Those are frustrating. I, I've had this is this is not a joke, but I do when I make like my I, I'm I'm really am just rolling in it right now in college basketball bets. Shout out to Severe Wheeler. Also, bet Alabama because like. You know, that was yeah. a five-and-a-half-point spread. Even Kentucky could have played a good game and free throws could have pushed it over to Alabama, let alone what ended up happening. But I've had now three sh- – but whenever I make my college basketball bets when I'm in southern Indiana, I do dream parlays where I'll make anywhere from like eight to 12-team parlays. And I think the last few have been like nine or ten. My last three, I've either been one or two games short. Mm. and So close. The other night it was – TC Saturday night it was TCU Baylor and I don't know if anybody watched that game but went to or no Kansas State Baylor excuse me it went to overtime and John Higgins was just making bad call at, I cannot get away from that dude uh, and, and anyways Kansas State ended up winning on the road in dramatic fashion uh, so that one cost me later that night though I did bet Jacksonville State against Bellarmine just because I don't think this Bellarmine team's any good and then Bellarmine ended up winning so even oh. if even if John Higgins hadn't had hosed me, I would have woken up to, to bad news. Oh, I probably would have stayed up if I'd known that that game would have mattered. But uh, Bellerman gets a big win. So uh, I've also had parlays come up just a, a little bit short as of late. They're big, hey. pay, they're big paydays, too. It's so frustrating. But I do yeah. bet my bets individually, so at least um, I'm still coming out ahead. But Hey, big shout-out to the covering cards. That was a heck of a oh. They were part My of the parlay God. too. They were part of the parlay. That was a lot of fun. The the way that one ended, but uh, yeah, they've covered what three or four straight now. Not winning, but they're covering. Well, and it was huge because they were going to blow it, and then went down and made a shot, and didn't foul when they had a chance to. Like they, yeah. they could have fouled, and <laughs> Wake would have hit the free throws for the push, but they did not foul. Ended up winning or losing by eight. So. Huge. See, that's when you know you're going in the right direction. Where, um, I guess this is uh, maybe the time we transition to the team that hasn't covered since November. Is that so? Hey, wait. Just November 27th. But yeah. before we move on, I want to get in some of my gambling takes. So I did something. That, I did something this weekend that I've never done, y'all. I Ooh, won a DraftKings tournament. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. It I was awesome. Good. Yeah, it was it was a showdown dollar entry. I won four hundred. Come on! I thought you were gonna say Great you talked to a girl. Uh, I've done that before. It's been a while, but just I've done kidding. that before. Just kidding, Scooch. Congrats, buddy. That's great. It was awesome. I, I appreciate that you won it too on like the silliest weekend to try to win fantasy. It was where a, you just well, it was don't a, know who's gonna win play or whatever you know. No, it was actually an NBA game on Saturday night. So yeah, <laughs> pretty awesome. Well, happy for you. At least somebody here uh, is, is coming out with a big payday. So that's right. You got that going for you. Yeah, I mean, if we want to keep delaying talking about Saturday, I'm fine with that. Well, um, Scoots' basketball team, Jalen Hutchifino, almost he scored a lot of points. Man, not a lot of assists or rebounds, though. No, not a, he not didn't a lot need of that triple double. Yeah, I'd rather not talk about that game. Let's move on to the Cats. Now, basketball really <laughs> sucks around <laughs> these parts. Losing lately. at home too. And I I remember home. ten years ago, 2013. At this point in the year 2013, we knew that UK was struggling a little bit. But U of L and IU they were jockeying for number one overall seed. And before that season, you had, I think it was Sports Illustrated or maybe it was Yahoo Sports. But they were going to send like 
their top dogs, Pat Forty and the whole crew, and one, and they were just going to cover IU, U of L, and UK because I think they started the season like one, two, three, and of course UK ended up not being as good, and then the Netherlands Noel injury really kind of sealed the fate on that team, but they were. Long time ago, it seems like, back when those three teams were kind of one, two, and three in the country and everybody had national title expectations for those groups. And now you look at it and it's, it's, it, it stinks. And you don't really have that buzz in the, in the region anymore when it comes to basketball. I went to the Yum Center on Saturday and uh, talk, talked with a, a journalist who told me that, hey, this is probably the best crowd they've had all season. And, like, my jaw dropped. I was like, this is the best crowd. <laughs> it felt like walking and, – and no joke. It like, it felt like walking into a high school game where just nobody really – the best word to use was there was just no buzz. Uh, no, I've been in the Yum Center where it's just been absolutely electric. And the crowd was into it, and they were pretty good. But it just – it seems like things have just dropped off in such a major way. And it's not just a L issue. It's a U.K. issue as well. And – uh, IU, I think, had some high expectations for this season, and I think IU fans are starting to feel it slip away. So at least we're in some decent company, I guess, with our misery. But the Cats on Saturday, that oh. was just horrible. I mean, it's just just really, really bad. This team is not a great basketball team. It's got a lot of flaws, and when they play – and I guess now they've got a nice quittability about them. Uh, a, a phrase that I've used with U of L, but I've got to be fair and use it with Kentucky a little bit because when this team gives up and they don't fight, it can get out of control and they could probably lose to just about anybody in the country. Disappointed all around, Roush. I don't really know what else to, to say besides just disappointed with the state of UK basketball right now. It's a, it's a recurring theme, sadly, what we saw on Saturday. And I think, um, before we kind of get into exactly what happened, what's next uh, for this Kentucky basketball team, big picture sort of big picture and small picture. The the more the more personal side of it for me that's sad is that well, one of my buddies from UK was in town uh, visiting his grandfather, so he's like, "Hey, how about we get together, watch the game, watch the cats?" And you know, Kentucky goes down early, and it's mature of me to not lose my mind when they're. When they, when they they fall in the hole quickly and they clawed back and they got things tightened up, but I don't think there was even a time in the second half where I was I don't want to say not paying attention, but like I, I don't know. It's just it's so weird that I was just like, all right, well I guess I'm here hanging with my buddy. We'll just talk about other things besides Kentucky. Like it was it was very I I don't know how my fandom in the fandom of I, I feel like this is relatable and I know part of it's changing life. I've got kids. Etc. Etc. But that second half, it was just like I just don't even really want to have to care about this at all because it's it's just embarrassing and bad and pathetic. Pathetic, I think, was the, is the right word. And I just can't be emotionally in, invested into a team that is so pathetic. Yeah, I'm 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 not there, and I don't blame people that are. And I'm not I'm, I'm certainly not going to be like you're a bad fan. No, I mean who who's having fun watching that stuff? I, I totally get it. There's just like something about me that I just cannot quit that stuff. And we had to leave to go. And by this point, you know, they were down 24 or whatever the score was. We had to leave to get to the L game. 
And I was like, I know I'm an idiot for doing this, but can we turn it over to 840 so we can listen to it? And I and like they they had it on my my in-laws kind of had it on quiet. They didn't have the sound on as much. And after asking them to turn it over there, I wasn't also going to be like, crank that bad boy up. So like I could hear it, but you had to really had to pay attention to listen to it to be able to hear it. And it was just like Leach being like, and that's and, and they're starting to pour in for Alabama now. Oh, and there's a turnover for the cat and another three for Alabama. And like so I couldn't really hear necessarily every all the, the gory details of how it was going and unfolding, but you could just hear Leach's like tone be like, Yep, yep, yep. And I was kind of following along with the score on my phone because radio they don't say the score every single time. Although I think Leach does a, as good as a job as anybody keeping the fans engaged and up to date with where things stand, except of course for Justin Kalen, who's play by play extraordinaire. Come but on. like I, you know, I just I can't quit it for whatever stupid reason, and maybe it has to do something with the radio show. Uh, but yeah, that was. Th- I mean, there were levels to that. I-, I brought it up on Twitter yesterday, but like I-, I think one of the most frustrating non-tournament UK basketball games I've ever watched was that forty-one point beatdown to Vanderbilt during the Billy Gillespie years, where it was just like, not only is this just not a great basketball team, and this applies to the current state of UK as well. But like not, but you all are also just going to allow a program that doesn't even have an iota of the tradition that Kentucky's got to just punk you all and dominate and embarrass and like just be doing goofy stuff on the sidelines and something doesn't click on you all that at least you want to be physical and fight and show a little bit of heart and you've had that on Saturday and I. That's one thing that is just totally unacceptable for me is allowing teams wearing Kentucky across their chest just to quit in basketball games. And for the first time this season, they they did that. Even in the Gonzaga game and some of those other ones, UK would make a run and at least they'd fight. And if you know things would just go wrong and eventually they would lose, but like at least they showed a little bit of heart. On Saturday, they waved the white flag and didn't show any fight at all. And that's not acceptable. That's not okay. And that's really, really frustrating. So, uh, and it falls back, of course, on the head coach. I think we're seeing, it took, at least it took me too long and other people that they were quicker on it. Congrats to you. Way to go. Uh, But like, it's just, it's a, it's a poor roster makeup, unfortunately, Roush. And Reeves just can't, what he was able to do at one level, he clearly can't do at the next. That can happen in the transfer portal, but Cal really kind of stuck his neck out to go deeper down the transfer portal rankings to get this guy. That didn't work out. He chose wrong at the four position with who left and who stayed. That's a mistake. Uh, Oscar, while we all love the dude, he is a defensive liability, the likes of which we haven't seen in the Calipari era at UK. And I mean that. There's been no bigger defensive liability from a starter than Oscar Shibway. Cason Wallace is good, but he's he needs to be more aggressive, and, and there's issues with that. And then I think Wheeler's a nice player. I'm not as tough on him nearly as much as other people are but it's clearly not the right fit of pieces with what Wheeler brings to the table with what this team has. And it's just a mess. You can go down the whole, and that all this falls back on the head coach because you are making this. And at UK, you really do get to pick and choose in so many situations. And even with current roster makeup, with the Bryce Hopkins situation and the Keon Brooks situation, you get to pick and choose what you want your roster to look like. And 
he failed again with it. And and this season isn't over. And honestly, like a, a blowout loss to Alabama, I don't think is really the end of the world. Alabama is a really good team. I hate the fact that UK gave up and didn't fight. But when you pile it up, Roush, with every other good team UK's lost, UK really hasn't been overly competitive, at least in the final yeah. four minutes in those games. One then and it, four in quad one and quad two games. Then it adds up. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, this was the Missouri game against like an actual good team. Like, Missouri's fine, but like, they, this is, I mean, they're, how different are those games? No, and, that, and that's my point. Like, <laughs> if it was just like the losing on the road of Missouri in that fashion, that stinks, shouldn't be the norm for Kentucky basketball, but life on the road in conference play against a solid Missouri team, it can happen. But then what happens the next time you're on the road against a quality opponent? It's worse. Somehow it's worse. And so they do pile up. It is unacceptable. It falls back on the head coach, and it's really, really disappointing because now it's just you you are stacking disappointment after disappointment after disappointment on top of one another, and at least for this season, it doesn't really seem like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I think this team is still going to be a tournament team. If people disagree with that, I'm not going to fight you on it. Uh but you you know you look at next season and I and I get some of the fans that are that that want Cal gone. Uh, I still am going to stand and say that I, I want him around for another season. I'm not going to be heartbroken if, if it doesn't happen. Um, but I think he will be around. I don't think he's going to go to the Texas job. We'll have more of the show to be able to talk about all this stuff. But you like optimism is we're low on optimism. We've got a, a shortage of optimism around these parts. And, and I just don't see where necessarily it gets a lot better. And there's a plethora of frustration. And I wanted to go back to you, you kind of went through the roster and pointed out a lot of their flaws. But at the same time, a lot of those guys were on a team last year that was a two seed and was one of the best teams in college basketball for two months out of the season. A lot of those guys are back, including the national player of the year, the guy that's led the SEC and assistant back to back years. I'm as harsh on Wheeler as anybody, but. The the part that is most befuddling to me, TJ, is that I felt like there were, there were times early on where we could specifically point out what's wrong with this team. Like they have, we we know these players are good. Like Chris Livingston, former five star, Damian Collins, former five star. Like there's a lot of seemingly individual talents there, but John Calipari has not been able to get them to work together. And it's like two weeks ago, I thought Severe Wheeler was a problem. Now I don't know who it is. Like it is such, it is such a mess. It is such a mess that I, I just, it, it, it's, it's, I don't, I don't, I don't know how it could get this bad. I really don't. It's what Alabama is a good basketball team, TJ, but they shouldn't suffocate you to where you don't look like, you know, how you're playing basketball. This team looked like they'd never play basketball before Saturday. Well, no, and like uh, even on top of that is UK should have been up at halftime. I, and yeah. what were, what were they, they gave up like an eleven zero run or something, right down eight or something like that. But they shot twenty six percent from the field. Uh, you got nothing from your stars there in the first half. But they still in the first half they fought, and Alabama would go on a run, and they'd go on a run. But Kentucky kind of hung around and fought until that final stretch where Alabama, where UK didn't really have an answer. But Alabama didn't play particularly well. Kentucky showed a little bit of fight. And if you just hit your open shots, you're going into halftime in Tuscaloosa winning. And then I think they probably knew that. And then when Alabama went on that run in the second half and Kentucky continued to do what they've really done all season, and that is be a poor shooting team and miss shots, 
they or not put the ball in the basket. Uh, they just they they gave they gave up. And to your point about like, yeah, you had a lot of these players on last year's team. Top uh, Toppin wasn't you know he 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 seldomly cracked the rotation. We don't we weren't really a hundred percent why sure why that was, or we wanted to see more of them, but maybe we're kind of understanding why we didn't see as much of them. And then I think we also were seeing the value of. Kellen Grady and Davion Mintz as leaders, but also as shot makers. And then also Ty Ty. And just in terms of, okay, Lucy, it's all right. And we're all frustrated. I know me as much as anybody else, but uh, we're seeing the ability of Ty Ty being able to create and go get his own shot in ways that unfortunately Wallace, while a really nice shooter Mm -hmm. uh, can't do. And I didn't think, you know, I I did. I thought he was going to be able to go get a shot in a similar way to Ty Ty, but, and Tata was a fighter as well. I'm not saying that Kaysen's not, but Ty, you know, Tata would not get punked. Uh, right, he, right. He 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 wasn't. He never finished all the way like at the rim. He would typically like, pull up with a floater or something. But I don't know something about Kaysen. And I mean, your top three scorers went three of thirty. Three of thirty. Shibway, Wallace, Toppin. It's ten percent good from your top guys, or is that? Do you want something better than that normally? bad and even wheeler had to take 16 shots to get 15 points i mean it's just it and we we should get to a break uh maybe then we could talk about what the future lies but i i will the the message that i mean savir wheeler said it's a long season like seven times when he was asked about it like he just kept repeating it and john calipari said you know kansas we went and punked them at their place and then they went and won the national title two months later well both are true There's not a whole lot of reasons to believe that that this thing is going to get fixed, and you're, it feels like you're going to kind of limp your way out of the season. And then what? Like, even if they do recover, are the fans going to recover? No. Like, there's a lot of fans, TJ, that are just they're out, and I, I can't blame them. I can't blame them. I can't blame them either, but I also don't care. If you're out, then cool. But like, people love to let you know want to let you know that they're out, and great. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. See, see you later. Like, I, you know, that that's fine. And one thing I want to say before the break is, and you, we'll get a little bit of this on the text line, but the people that want to blame me for UK's basketball struggles are embarrassing human beings. Uh, you just, I, I'm not the coach. I don't make the plays. I don't build the rosters. I don't give lifetime contracts. I don't decide who stays and who's fired. I'm a I'm a radio host, and I have yeah. People who blame me, me, media's of the member for inflating expectations are dorks and losers. It, like it, it, they're the biggest losers on planet Earth. This is Kentucky basketball. You should have inflated expectations of your Kentucky basketball team. And if I'm wrong about you know you have people after the pandemic year be like oh, cows washed. If you all end up being right, and and I was wrong back then, I've got some bad news about how often I'm wrong. Uh, it's all the time. You can look at my betting sheet again. Uh, not the college basketball lately, because I'm I'm on fire, baby. But uh, no, I'm wrong all the time, and I don't pretend to be anything else. That being said, I'm not going to make up fake drama with Calipari. I'm not going to attack his family. I'm not going to attack him personally. I will stand by Calipari being probably one of the best dudes that have ever walked the sidelines of UK. The way he gives back to the Kentuckians is amazing. That being said, UK basketball stinks right now. And I'm just as frustrated as anybody else with the current state of UK basketball. 
And I am at the point where if things if things go in different directions at the end of the season, I won't be heartbroken about it. I'll be excited about a fresh start and a new future. But if they also decide to keep Calipari around, I can probably only do this one more year realistically. And I and I I have said several times I'm a dumb person that is easily distracted by that carrot in front of me with that recruiting class. Uh, the people that would say, hey, you know what, that recruiting class may not end up being good. Uh, or he'll struggle with that recruiting class again. You could totally be right about that. You could 100% be right about that, and we could fast forward a year into the future, and you could say, ha-ha, see, I was right. And I'd say, hey, way to go, pal. You did it. That being said, that's my stance is my stance. I'm frustrated just as anybody else. If things change, whatever, we'll roll with that. But I'm, 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 drawing the line in the sand and I'm not moving from it. I still am going to give the dude one more season to see what he does with that class. And that's where I stand on it. But the people that want to blame me for UK losing, you're just, you're just losers. I don't know really another, a better word to say. Uh, I'm not the one coaching. I'm not the one playing. We're all frustrated in this. I wouldn't take it out on a radio host. You dorks. All right, we'll come back and we will talk more about how this gets better. Can it get better? Uh, UK does at least have an easy bounce back game tomorrow night, but that's not going to really change anybody's opinions about this team. Uh, and, and we'll talk more about, I mean, the te- I've never seen anything like the text line, by the way, I, and we'll need to talk about that as well. It is, and I'm right there with you all, frustrated and want to vent all the same. So we'll have to figure out what we'll do with that as well. Don't go anywhere. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. DJ Walker, Nick Rouse. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Oh no! We suck again! Searching for you Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Exports Radio. Allow me to tell you about Thornton. They are all over the Louisville area, and it's a your one-stop shop for whatever you need. Gasoline, they've got it. Delicious breakfast food, they've got it. Lunch, even a quick dinner if you're on the run, Thornton's has it. Drinks galore, uh, they've got it all at a Thornton's. And you just you you love the options when you go into a place like that. And right now, if you download their app and become a Refreshing Rewards member, which is totally and completely free to do, just search for the Thornton's app wherever you get your apps. And they're going to give you a free breakfast, free coffee, free drink, whatever whatever you want to go along with it. It's a great deal. Go ahead and take them up on it because you won't be disappointed with the product. We love Thornton's, and we love the Thornton's text line, 502 502- 414-1450. Allow me to jump ahead on the Thornton's text line from this texter Ooh. who is just like as miserable as we get into the Thornton's text line. Ooh. And it's uh, how TJ tweets about the whole game Saturday but doesn't have one about Calipari is mind-numbing. Got to keep defending his guy. Be a UK fan, not a Cal fan. The 678 number. Reach out to me personally on Twitter I'll give you my password to social media, and then you just tweet for me. You you tell me what I need to tweet and when. Uh, unbelievably to some people, 
I don't actually live on Twitter or tweet 24-7. Sometimes I actually go and I hang out with friends or I hang out with family, and I, and I don't tweet every, everything that I want. But go ahead and reach out on Twitter, and then I'll let you run my social media, and that way you'll be satisfied with what I need to say and when I need to say it. The people that tell people what they need to tweet or when they need to tweet it are as embarrassing as humans as they get. If you don't like what I'm saying or what I'm not saying or what I'm not tweeting, then then go find the person that is and go give them a nice big kiss on the forehead or a nice little pat on the behind. Because the fact that you the fact people Roush want like that complain that you don't tweet the right things are just again embarrassing, embarrassing people. But reach out oh, but- on my social media. You can do it for free. You were too busy slapping Cal's butt. Um, I, uh, and this I, person I, listened to the show because they text in just uh, all the time, uh, and it's all just whiny text after whiny text. This idea that I don't criticize Cal is hilariously wrong. I'll yeah, criticize it, him as much as anybody. The only thing is I just don't make up fabricated drama like he talks down to fans and he hurts people's feelings. No, my criticism falls strictly in like UK basketball is not where it needs to be. He's the head coach. He's responsible for that. And it needs to be better. I don't I think I made one tweet during the game on Saturday. I was too busy. Doesn't matter. How uh, dare you not tweet? Yeah. How, you should feel ashamed of yourself, buddy. Be a fan, not a not a Cal Stan. Yeah, I'm a Cal fan. Um, which big picture, TJ? I'm I'm dreading I'm dreading next Saturday. Um, whatever the spread is, I'm taking Tennessee. Whatever the team total is for Kentucky, I'm going under. Um, there's just not a chance in France. Like I, I don't think Kentucky can score 40 points against Tennessee. Their their defense is awesome. It's the best in the country. Kentucky. I mean, it's not like Alabama. They're they're good, but oh god, I'm dreading that game Saturday. And I, I think the part that uh, I, I worry about just overall morale and what, like, what do a bunch of blowouts do for John Calipari? I don't I don't really know. I don't really know. But the one thing that is certain is that Mitch Barnhart needs to get the hell out of town as quickly as possible. Because, well, you didn't tweet that on Saturday, buddy. So how dare you? Here's the thing: people know my frustrations with Mitch. Even if you set them aside, like personally, do I think Mitch Barnhart could hire another decent basketball coach? Sure, but Mitch Barnhart is on the verge of retirement. If John Calipari leaves after this season, after next season, or even the one after it, whoever Mitch Barnhart brings in here is going to have a new boss very soon. Which is going to almost immediately like, like you're you're setting the next person up for failure, Mitch Barnhart. The longer you stay around, so please get out of the way. Like you created this, now get out of the way. We yeah, have a Mitch Barnhart problem, and it's it's I I, I hate to like I, I'm I'm not trying to redirect uh, Cal haters, but like that's that is a huge huge problem that like we could. I'm worried about being stuck in this long term if Cal isn't the one that gets it fixed because of the reality that Mitch Barnhart uh, of the Mitch Barnhart reality that we're currently in. We just have a UK athletics problem. When you look at it as a whole, 
UK basketball has is having an underwhelming season, has been underwhelming as a program the last several seasons, uh, despite a fun regular season. But again, you're, you're judged in March, so you've got to take what the end result was, unfortunately. You did provide some nice moments, but you have, unfortunately have to go with what ended the season, and that was the most embarrassing tournament loss in UK basketball history. UK women's basketball is a shell of itself, and it's it was always a program that seemed like it, 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 there was a big leap to make from the Elite Eights it was going to to that next stage, which was Final Fours. Uh, now it's just horrible. I mean, it is, it's, a, it's a joke of a program. Yeah, Kentucky baseball. They've got, they've Mitch, got um, the, Mitch the coach's husband is now like airing out like text messages, former players and stuff. That's a whole mess. But that, that is a whole mess. And, and that may, I, I, gosh, that's, that's a situation on like a slower day that we could probably spend 15 minutes talking about. But just now, we don't really have the time. Maybe later in the week. But that is yeah. a messy situation. And I'm not so sure that Kyra Elsie is completely and totally in the wrong in that situation. Not to say that she's not. I just don't know. I think it'd be worth having a good discussion. I'd be willing to change my mind based on what other people felt about the whole situation. But it's ugly. It's messy. Nobody could disagree with that. But UK women's basketball completely st- stinks. Mitch Barnhart, because he had his good old morality buddy running the baseball program, made sure that that died uh, has been dead. It's a rotting corpse of a program right now. That's what's going on with baseball. Football just had its most underwhelming season of the Mark Stoops era. Now, I'm still excited about the future of UK football, especially this upcoming 2023 season. But we have a UK athletics issue across the board, Roush. Like, it's, it's basketball. We're not a basketball, you know, remember, just not a basketball school. So we can't say that. But basketball is a lot of, a lot of people love UK basketball. And that's what I think drives, a lot of this frustration, but it's across the board kind of stinky. And does Mitch ever answer for it? He sure as heck doesn't, not unless he's talking to the Rotary Club. So, yes, it is not good. I, does anybody even have any faith in Mitch Barnhart being able to make the right hires in, in any of these sports? I mean, not in the current state of college athletics. Of course right? not. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not trusting – I mean, maybe in 2010 I did, but, like, Mitch, you're just – but there's there's no accountability. He doesn't answer for any of this stuff. Uh, if he does, he, he's like a politician in the sense that he's just trying to run down the clock, and that way he can get out of it and knows that he doesn't have to talk again for another three months. He's a joke of an athletic director, and I'm so ready for change, but even his higher-ups don't ever have to answer. You know, You don't ever get board of trustee members coming out in frustration or saying any of those things. So it's a it's everything is a mess right now, and I, we just Kentucky's need to take out too, our suck it and suck it. Kentucky's just too proud of an athletic program to allow it to stay this way, uh, and and across the board, uh, across the board. So I hope I, I wish some changes would be made, but Barnhart signed through twenty twenty six, gets paid a lot of money. I don't see him raising his hand and saying, all right, fine, I'll step aside. I don't see that happening. Uh, and then, of course, like all the athletic director cups and stuff show that UK is actually like doing decent and stuff like that. So, uh, but you're, but you're right. Even if, even if he did make changes in what seems to be some changes need to be made in multiple programs, I don't trust the dude to, to be able to, to make the right hires moving forward. So uh, it's not good. Times have been better in UK athletics. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, Ugh. 
Yeah, not great. Not great. We probably but need to hit another break. Unfortunately. You're right. You're right. And we actually do have some good uh, football news on the other side. So, huh. There's at least something. We do. And that is worth getting excited about. And I'm very anxious to hear your opinions and your takes on the newest addition to the Kentucky football program. We're going to hit our hour break. Hour two coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Get your text into the Thornton's text line. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Roll cop. You kind of don't lie. You're coming back down. And you really don't mind. You had a bad day. You had a bad day. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Monday. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Scooch, what are we going to do about this text line? What do you think? That's, yeah, I have no idea. I mean, it is completely out of control. There's, I've, I've mentioned in the past how the text line is, has just has more text than I've ever seen. Today has never been truer for me to say that. Holy smokes. I, I'm there with, like, no, you can tell me if I'm wrong about this, but if we just did our normal shows like we normally do Monday through Friday with how we blend it with our analysis and us talking usually the first hour is mostly just us going back and forth the second hour text heavy depending on how many texts we have is you know sometimes we'll try to go through them quick other times we can take our time with them a little bit but if we just were doing our normal stuff i bet we couldn't get through the week finishing the text from the weekend would you agree with that i would agree with that yeah i mean it's almost like we'll have to take one whole show and just do nothing but text. Because think about it. Kentucky plays South Carolina tomorrow, and then we're going to get a 1,000 texts during that game. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's ludicrous. You all are and too by, good on the text line. And by the way, I, we, we love it. Even the people that we call dorks and losers, which we, we're, we, we, we still love you. Give them a hug with a little noogie. Uh, no, but we are appreciative for the people that want to vent. And our whole, one of our like founding principles of our radio show is if you've got something to say, this is going to be the radio show where you're going to get your opinion heard and you'll get people to comment on it. Maybe we'll make fun of you uh, or totally disagree with you, or maybe you'll make us laugh. But like, this was going to be the show where we wanted everybody to have a voice, but there are times where it's like today and I'm just not so sure what we do with it. So I've got a... I don't think it's realistic to think that we're going to be able to get through this entire text line. And also I don't want it to be Thursday and us bringing up texts from Saturday night or Sunday morning. So I think we just read some today. And then there's a little part of me that thinks maybe I'll just do a Twitter live or a Twitter space or something That's a good idea. after the show and just read all of them. And that way we're like all the way caught back up. But I don't know. That's not totally fair. Not everybody's on Twitter, and people may not hear, be able to hear their opinion. So not 100% sure where we go from there. If you've got any suggestions, send it on into the Thornton's text line, and, and we can go from there. I know a lot of listeners probably thinking, like, who cares, TJ? Just read the ones that are good, ignore the stupid ones, and move on. But I don't know. This, I, I don't 
I don't love that. This is the only radio show where we're saying how we're not going to finish the text line. But if you have any ideas how we could finish the text line, send it in to the text line. <laughs> well, we do, we do see them. If we just, you know, if we can't get to reading them, uh, that's a different story. But yeah, that's a that's a good point. But Roush, it's it's easily the most loaded the Thornton's text line has ever been. I can't even find the beginning. Um, but I would like to point out somebody sent in a picture, and it's a mom with a baby on their shoulders, and it says, "Picture: it's Scoots and Brooke playing chicken." <laughs> <laughs> That's from that's from that's the thing is we didn't even finish the text line on Friday, so we'd have to even do a few on Friday. I think I'll just do that after the show today. I'll do a Twitter space and just finish do all the text so we can get caught up. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Uh, but you all are you all are the best. We appreciate it. We're glad that we've got listeners that do care and want to vent and be able to say what they've got to say. We definitely want to read it on air. We don't try to hide away from anything. But we also don't have four hours to be able to get this stuff done. So we'll figure it out. Roush, let's at least switch gears and and talk football here. Big commitment for the Cats yesterday, the Justin Rogers replacement. Yeah, and uh, big is very much a literal uh, statement. Keyshawn Silver, really, really big guy. I think think his official measurements are 6'5", 3'30". So a huge, huge player. He was a highly touted recruit, a five-star guy from North Carolina that decided to stay home in 2021. Um, And I would say that this is about as good of a replacement as you could want for on a defensive line. But I think it also goes to show you why losing Rodgers is significant. It's because finding – Quality defensive linemen are few and far between in the transfer portal. So there's there's going to be a knock on seemingly everybody. For Rodgers, you're like, oh, well, you know, he didn't produce like a five-star player. But, I mean, he did play. He played a lot. Um, has, has some stuff there. The thing with Silver, Silver hasn't played much. So in 2020, his senior season, they just canceled high school football in North Carolina. Which, like, also, what are you doing in North Carolina? He just canceled football? That's lame. Um, secondly, uh, over his first two years at North Carolina, he had two different defensive coordinators, one of which was Gene Chizik. So he got moved around some, didn't really have any stability, and I think that's what makes Kentucky attractive is the stability. Um, so I ultimately, what, how good can this guy be right away? I don't know, but there is a very high ceiling there. He is a big body. And, he, and those recruiting traits like are undeniable. I mean, he was a five-star recruit for a reason. He has not played like one just yet. If you were going to compare him to Justin Rogers, like I don't think he's going to come in and start right away. Um, and I'm not even sure where exactly he's going to play. But as far as getting transfer portal linemen, this is about as, as good as a get as you can have if you're at the University of Kentucky. And I think I was looking and um, if you look at all of UK's, they, they brought in seven of their guys and most of them are considered top 100 transfers. I think four out of the seven are. So we're doing pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah, I think last week I had mentioned that whoever they're probably going to need to get somebody that can do some of the things that Rodgers does, a, a Justin Rodgers replacement, if you will. And it would, I forget who I was having, a, a maybe it was Larry Vault or somebody, but somebody on Twitter having a back and forth. Saying like, yeah, you're probably not going to be able to replay, snap your fingers and get somebody that's as good or better than Justin Rogers, but you can 
get somebody that is similar and maybe somebody with a few years eligibility where you don't get the you don't get the Justin Rogers payoff in 2023 but you could even be better at the position in 2024 2025 uh, and I think that's maybe a scenario we find ourselves in route probably yeah. next year there's a little bit of drop off with the trade if you will it's not you, <laughs> Justin Rogers isn't going to North Carolina but you all get what I'm saying Right. But maybe in 2024, 2025, you see the payoff of saying like, all right, you know what? You, you took a tiny, small step back at that position in 2023, but now you're better off than you would have been off the get-go. And I think that's, if you want to be an optimist, I think there's a chance that's exactly how this unfolds. Man, and that's um, that, that, that's a good way to put it too, because he does have the extra years. Um, there's also a... You don't know what this guy can do. You don't know what his, um, like, I, there there are a lot of unknowns here. But he does fit the profile of what they want from defensive linemen. You liked what you had cooking up behind uh, Rodgers anyway. So there's, there's reasons to be optimistic about this addition. There really are. And it's also just a good thing that they were able to get somebody in during this kind of second wave of transfer portal people. Because if you recall last year, that was a real problem they had is that UK starts their spring semester so quickly. Uh, they struggled to, to get players on campus, like not only for visits, but just to even come um, because the last day to add, like to join classes at UK is this Friday. So you kind of had to get in quick if you wanted to have a shot. So good thing Kentucky did get in quick. Um, because the, the the window, the transfer portal window is still open. Players can still leave, but after Friday, UK won't be able to add anymore. So huge that they were able to get this when they did. Um, which, speaking of windows still being open, uh, Jacoby Albert, Kobe Albert uh, threw his name into the portal, and that just it just stinks, TJ, because like this is a kid who, in years past, he's a starter by his junior season, but despite playing in all but I think two or three games and special teams and doing a little bit here and there, he didn't see a potential starting role next year in his future. So he's just like, eh, I'm going to go see what else is out there. And now they've got a uh, – he's got Ole Miss and Mississippi State offers. I'm sure some other schools will come knocking the door. But former four-star recruit that you just didn't even really get to use because you've recruited so well at that position – that there wasn't a bunch of availability right away. Like Zion Childress just took the minutes he thought he might get. And so now he's out. Like, and that just, it just kind of stinks. That totally stinks, but that's the portal and it giveth and it taketh. And it's just, it's the reality of college athletics moving forward. It's going to be like this every single year when you bring in recruits as high school commitments, you, you just have to know that that recruiting class is going to be decimated by the time that they should have their, their senior days, you, you, you know, they're going to look like shells of themselves because people are going to do exactly that. They say, well, I like it here, but I've been here a year. I've been here two years. You know, you could even have some people say I've been here three years and I'm ready just to go be the guy somewhere else. I've got this school telling me this. I've got these people telling me that. Uh, sure. Why not? I'm out. See ya. It's easier somewhere else. And that's not to be that's I'm not trying to make some grand statement that like these people aren't willing to put in the work. Um, they just are promised opportunities that sound better to them than greener pastures, if you will. So that that is 
a bummer there, but that's just going to be the reality of the transfer portal every single year. Not that it's really a surprise to anybody. Yeah, it, it's just, it's so weird. The it, It's going to take time to adjust to this, but like, I mean, that kid, he was getting, it's not like he wasn't not making money at the University of Kentucky. They were doing raffles for his autograph, right? Like the, with the blue chips or one of those other nil places. So it's just, it's just bizarre to live in this world that we're in now. It, it's going to take some getting used to, um, but I guess best of luck to him. We One thing I'll maybe try to do is if we're on a topic and we see it on the Thornton's text line, we could potentially just bring it up. But this texter says, Roush, tell me about the five-star defense alignment from UNC. Is he a stud? Is he better, better than Rodgers? I saw somewhere online that they may move him to offensive line. I think North Carolina considered moving him to offensive line at one point. Supposedly, according to Justin Rowland of Cats Illustrated, he was potentially going to be like a two-way athlete, maybe play some basketball. Not at Kentucky, but they were kind of that was mentioned during his recruitment that some schools were saying, Yeah, come here and play basketball. Uh, but I also read that he's had some issues with his weight, Ralph. Yes, yes. That is, um, I know that might be the greatest concern, right? Are the weight issues, but he is a good athlete. And um, the whole moving to offensive line, that is the, I, I think that's why he got out of North Carolina when he did is because they're, they're, they weren't just like, here, play this position, do it to the best of your abilities. So getting him on campus, um, finding a role for him, finding a fit, that's important. And, uh, you know, you're kind of rolling the dice here. Uh, but if you hit seven, right, that could be a good thing. Well, and, and I guess it just depends on – I'm not good with craps. I know seven is also bad sometimes. Sometimes you want a six or an eight. So, maybe an eight in this case? 21. Hey, bingo. <laughs> oh, man, we sang ba- bingo, B-I-N-G-O, so much this weekend. Oh, is that – Lucy's a big fan? Huge fan. We And then you replace some of the letters with clapping. So, instead of B-I-N-G-O, it's N-G-O. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she just absolutely loves it. Was she? Uh, was she a big fan of the basketball game? She was, yeah. Like, a little kind of confused. She'd never been to a basketball game before. Uh, but she just was all smiles the entire time. She, nice. she, she couldn't She couldn't get enough of it. Uh, maybe a secret Wake Forest fan, really. The um, – <laughs> and I, I remember the first time taking Duke, though. He was not a big – the horn was a little loud for his liking. Um, so we have to bring his uh, – he calls them his headlights instead of his headphones. So we have to bring those whenever we go to a basketball game now. Yeah, we th- we 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 were on the fence about doing that or not. Maybe maybe we should have. But I will say, what they what they lack in crowd, they do make up for in decibels. They play their music very loudly at that place. Mm, Got to get you in the in the vibe. Ah, no 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 kidding. Feel the uh, rhythm of the night. So nice addition for UK football. Yes. I don't think it's a complete – you fill the void that you're going to lose with Rodgers, but you do have a really talented piece in there if he's willing to put in the work and, and commit to getting better. Yeah. Uh, it's it's worth getting excited about. Well, one other thing to look ahead to uh, as well, Liam Cohen just coached his last game with the L.A. Rams. Let's give it up for him. Great job, Liam. You should have beat the Seahawks. Come on. What the hell? That, that, that Baker Mayfield interception, too, was just the most ba- perfect Baker Mayfield. It's like, oh, 
you got a guy open for a deep shot, but his arm can't 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 get that far uh, picked off. But um, yeah, so expect uh, Liam Cohen. Uh, I would think Tuesday or Wednesday. That's my guess. I, I'm just guessing here. I would think Tuesday or Wednesday and give him a little bit of time to exhale. But also, you've been waiting around for a long time. Let's make it happen. If you're still worried about Liam Cohen not coming to Kentucky, uh, Sean McVay is is done at LA. Like if you get your head head out of the sand, read the reports. He, he it sounds like he's done coaching for the Rams. So um, there you have it. Good job, Roush. That eliminated one text. Boom. We did it. Nailed it. I didn't realize, too, that uh, McVay's wife is from Ukraine. So, like, we're talking about all of his personal stuff. Like, I, I would imagine your wife's country being at war would uh, take just be one of the many things that I'm sure has taken a toll on him this year. Wow. I can't believe you didn't know that. That was common knowledge. Just kidding. I didn't, I didn't know that either. Is it true that Liam Cohen may announce on Taco Tuesday at Salsaritas? I saw that on Twitter. You know what? They should actually hold his introductory press conference at Salsaritas, and he could just be eating chips while during the discussion. Uh, wildly addictive. I think he that would be a good move for all parties involved. He could get himself a nice big burrito. He could get some nachos potentially. We love Salsaritas. If you're hungry today, which we know that you are, Go on and check them out. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. Middletown has a drive-thru. It's all delicious. It's all good at Salsaritas. Download the app. You can do catering. You can do the whole. You can have it just waiting for you if you download the app. And save time, save money as well. You build up points and rewards. Salsaritas, the fresh Mexican grill or cantina. Whichever way you look at it. Do we want to... Do we get into the text line? Yeah, let's let's read some text. Um, man, this is a lot. Y'all are All gonna right. have to scroll for a while. Uh, I've scrolled up to. Uh, oh, I got it. Hey, this Packers Lions game is starting to bring all too familiar feelings. Playoff game vibes. Packers running high. Swaggers back. And then offense or defense will lay a complete dud, and we will lose in another frustrating fashion. Hey, that was a no true texter. Dismissed. I'm, I'm wondering when they texted that in, though. Like, that was because Friday. Oh, that wow. Very, they, that was during the show on Friday. They could have texted it in Sunday night. I did bet the Lions, but it was strictly an emotional hedge. I still thought Green Bay was going to win. So that was embarrassing. Yeah, plus, plus the five. I uh, was surprised that it, I, I did check to see if the Seahawks winning affected the line that much, and it did not. Um, then Noah Vegas would be like, Oh, are the Lions going to play for anything? I thought the Lions were going to treat it like a playoff game regardless. Which, another reason why I kind of like the Lions, aren't they kind of like uh, aren't Lions fans, Kentucky football fans, kind of similar? Uh, I'd like to think UK maybe a little bit better than the Lions. Yeah, yeah. It, it, but having to deal with, yeah, it's similar but different. Similar but different. Um, I just don't know how anybody could watch that game last night and see like the in-game interviews with Dan Campbell and Lafleur and not just be like, "Oh crap!" If you're a Packers fan, that's exactly what I did. Dan Campbell looked like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. He had that Tom Coughlin 2006 yeah. look in the NFC Championship game, and just like looked just like he wanted to. What was his quote? Bite somebody's. But kneecaps, kneecaps, yeah, yeah. we're gonna bite their kneecaps. And then Lafleur was like, "Well, we just need to keep trying our best and doing the things we know we can do." Uh, 
the Lions are likable. It's a bummer they're not. It's a bummer that that win didn't put them into the playoffs because one, they're one of the hottest teams in the NFL, and two, they're they play incredibly hard and they are good in the trenches. And while I don't think Goff is really all that great, although his numbers this season have been solid, uh, they're they're a fun team. They are, and they probably have the brightest future in the NFC North, believe it or not, which is a weird thing to say. Yeah, very, very bizarre. Um, but in uh, shout out to Josh Pascal, I was kind of paying close attention to him. He's coming along as a rotational piece on the defensive line. Biggest shocker of the weekend. Corey Peters is freaking awesome. He is. He was playing for Rich Brooks in 2009 at Kentucky, and he's still rocking the NFL. He had six tackles, including a huge TFL. Uh, on Derrick Henry there in the fourth quarter, uh, playing for the Jags, just got picked up on their practice squad this offseason, became active, and is now a starter for him. Like, unreal that that guy is still crushing it in the NFL. Uh, somebody on Twitter did the math. They went to sports reference. 11th oldest active defensive player in the NFL right now. Just unbelievable. Is he the guy that had the NCAA takeaway that year? That was Jarman. Uh, Jarman. P- Peters went to central and I believe I, I get him and Myron Pryor mixed up because they were both central guys. Didn't, didn't Peters have a scoop and score uh, touchdown against Louisville in that 28 to two game. That, whoever it was, Eric Wood tries to run him down and it's just a uh, hilarious big man <laughs> oh, football, so, big, so man, funny. big man race. I think it was Peters, but I could be wrong about that. They, they, they do run together at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Central guys from, from back in the day, but um, shout out to Corey Peters, still getting it done. Shout out to the Jags. They were three and seven this year, finished nine and eight and uh, four wins in the last two years. Now they're in the playoffs. So really, really cool. Really Josh good Allen. to see Josh Allen, man. Just mm-hmm. how, how he gets picked in the top 10 as the Jags are kind of on the heels of some success. And you think, okay, well maybe he can help him get back to that. And it's just been a nightmare. So happy that they could get over that Urban Meyer hump. Like to to endure Urban Meyer for a year just to get Doug Peterson. Like what a what a change of pace. Yep, uh, Josh Allen, probably my favorite defensive player ever at UK. He was so fun to watch that final season, Man. where you just would see him always get the push on these huge offensive linemen, and then they'd have to bring over some help, and he'd still find ways just to wreak havoc. You, you, like, you wouldn't even watch the play because you were just so focused on watching that dude dominate his craft. So uh, I am also happy for him. Another texture. And that, that, that happened in that game Saturday night, too, where after the scoop and score, he strips um, Joshua Dobbs and really derailed their potential game-winning drive, right? Like, the Titans had a chance. They had three timeouts to the two-minute warning. And then on a second down throw, it's a strip sack. And now, all of a sudden, instead of, Second and ten, or hell, or third and ten. It's third and sixteen. Man, Josh Allen, so good, so good. Texter says Damon Thayer deserves no credit. His carpet bagging Michigan butt needs to move back north and take his crappy whiskey with him. Yeah. Another te- texter says, "Be careful, Damon Thayer will block you." Another texter says, "Hey, John here. Good morning. I'm not worried about the NFL. We'll do the playoffs. It sounds unique and fun." By gosh, it's game day edition on KRC. I can't wait to see the Cats back in basketball action. This oh, was before uh, this, before the Alabama game. It'll be a tough game, but I'm happy and I feel good about this game. I think we'll find a way to win by three. Either way, I think it'll be close, and maybe Livingston will be an MVP-like game. Well, have a great week and got to go talk to you later. John, I love your optimism. Unfortunately, it was unfounded uh, this past week. Are we getting Mass Mondays back this year? He's still got the big X logo on his site. Uh, we 
May. <laughs> you know, hopefully we have a tournament. I feel like Monday's about. a bad day to have a guest to. Yeah, it probably probably so. It's like our busiest day. You know, later in the week would work, but you know what? We we might need him just to convince us. You know, Kentucky's probably going to be in the middle of bubble conversation all throughout this. Um, well, you know, once we get into like mid February, right? Like when they have the blind resumes, the, the all of the talking heads, they're going to bring Kentucky in the bubble conversation because if you look at their the schedule's tough, but they haven't beat the good teams. So that's um, uh, and I don't know when they're going to get one. The, the, I think it goes back to a conversation we had just about this team desperately like needs a home game to kind of get right. But they maybe that was the LSU game because I, I think we all feel like if that one was in Baton Rouge, it's probably a loss for the for the Cats. But they, they need a big home game. Uh, I still think they'll beat Kansas for as dumb as I am, but uh, maybe they'll have to wait until well, then. And the problem is, is the schedule. Like They're playing all the good SEC teams early on the road on Saturdays. Like You're not getting that Saturday – Tennessee on the road this one uh mm-hmm. they get to host A&M at Rupp like wah, wah. yeah like no, the schedule's not doing them any favors I will uh, say though like after the Tennessee game this weekend Kentucky can go they, it, it it gets a little bit easier for them they can get a little bit of a run start stacking wins together um but it, it when you see a team quit Roush that means they can do it any game at any point yeah. at any time and that's so concerning I, I don't know. I, I don't think any Calipari team has. I shouldn't say any. There's maybe only been one or two that you you see them kind of put their hand up and just say, "Not not us. Not today. We don't really feel like it." And those teams didn't do well. So that's concerning. Yeah. Uh, the, City- the one game that I'm going to put a lot of stonks into, they traveled to Vanderbilt on a you know a t- the Tuesday before the uh, Kansas game. And Vandy, I mean, Vandy just kind of went down to the wire at Missouri. Like, they're not – they're scrappy, right? Like, that that's going to be a tough win. If if Kentucky does have the chutzpah to to go down there and win that game, like that – I don't, I don't want to say that's a must win, but, like, as far as the quads and all that sort of stuff goes, like, that's going to be one you got to show that you have enough heart to go win. So, I hate that I'm saying that out loud. <laughs> Yeah, well, you're we're in this spot, unfortunately. Got to yeah. talk it. Got to talk it out. Uh, somebody sent in a bunch of Wheeler stats compared to other guards. Again, I, I think Wheeler gets uh, unfair blame. But that being said, he needs to be surrounded by shooters. He is not surrounded by shooters. He's just not surrounded by shooters. Yeah, and and, and also the, that that stat too compared to a lot of freshmen, where like Wheeler is in year three of college. Yeah, but stats are stats, right? Right, right, right. But like. Uh, these stats are comparing them like here's one year. He, here's the stats of these freshmen versus here's the stats of Wheeler as a 21 year old. Like, yeah, I don't but, know. I, my, 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 our, the way we judge players is based on what they like our expectations of them when they come in versus how they perform. And our expectations of freshmen, they have a much lower bar, a much lower threshold initially. Well, I'll tell you that Wheeler over 10 points I knew was a lock. A texter says, swim the opposite direction. See you in a few few days, England. Uh, another texter says, if Kentucky loses Cal and he takes this upcoming class and goes with him, I will find the founding members of House of Blue and beat that butt. No cap. You know, if that were to happen, then 
that's the, the, the only scary thing is just Mitch Barnhart's going to be making that next hire. And that concerns me, but most like if Kentucky has $9 million to throw around, they should be able to go get almost any coach that they want. That coach is not going to be a dummy on the recruiting trail, fingers crossed. And UK basketball could be in a solid position, hopefully as early as next season. It would hurt to see that recruiting class go, but whenever this breaks up, it'll a fresh start's going to be good for probably all, all parties involved. Um, but you know, thing is, two two different takes. One, make your everybody like you know media members, radio people, journalists. Draw your line in the sand. If you want them gone, go out and say it. Don't do the old, like, it's really bad. Nobody's having fun anymore. And I'm not calling out one person specific so nobody get all bent out of shape about it. You see it all over Twitter on a million different people. Come out and say it. If you want the dude gone, come out and say it and say, I want Calipari out of Kentucky immediately. And at least give, you know, draw your, or don't. But I think a lot of people want to play this middle ground of, like, giving in to the mob and saying what the mob wants to hear while also – uh, I never said I want him fired. I never said I want him gone. Go ahead and draw your line in the sand. I know a lot of fans are, and that's fine. That's all good. And then secondly, we can we let this season play out, Roush? Is that okay or no? Yeah, yeah. That's And that's kind of where I'm at. But he's even not getting if, fired today. He's not leaving yeah, tomorrow. No. Yeah, no. And, and, like, even if – and I don't even know like, – yeah, I – that – Getting fired too is such a that term. He's not getting there, fired. I mean, he's not. Yeah, getting like fired. Cal, Cal would be leaving yeah. on his. He would leave on his own terms because he kind of that's kind of how it has to go out with the way the money situation is. So and UK could probably with Cal negotiate like a a buyout or they they'd come to a deal on yeah what yeah they would be negotiated, him, but it wouldn't be probably the full amount that's potential, but. It is worth checking out what's going to happen. It doesn't look overly optimistic these final two months, but we can we can see how it goes. One thing that I'm also uh, worried about, TJ, is after blowouts like this, and I would bet my bottom dollar, and I'm going to bet it that it's going. We're going to be doing this again next Monday. Like Cal, Cal does not. I, I nobody handles losses well, but like. Cal's good with handling criticism from national media, right? Like he, he almost kind of feeds off of it. But when it's when there's the the loud chirping at home from everybody, and it, yeah, he just he just he's not well, he's he, he's not. What do you want him to this. What do you want him to do? What do you want him to do though? Like I'm not. I mean, saying, I'm, not, I'm, not I'm just, I'm just saying out. as a matter of fact, like he's he's going to struggle on how uh, on, on dealing with this, right? Like that, that, there's just no way around it. It's going to be tough. And he's going to be put in a lot of no-win situations by the fans, and then it's just it's not it's not going to be great. And we we have gotten to the point too where we're over, um, like I, I I don't really care that much, but everybody overanalyzes everything. There was um, he left the press conference or the no the Leach interview. He left that kind of abruptly, and uh, you know I heard that it just sounded a lot worse than what it looked like or than what it was as a matter of fact, like just from a logistical standpoint, but there's just going to be a lot like turning like John Calipari's never been on a hot seat. And so it's going to get uncomfortable is I think my overall point. And I don't know how he's going to deal with it. 
fair enough. And, uh, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinions. I just don't care at all what he says. I care more about what he does. I just want UK to win. I want UK to have great teams with great players that look and play well together and fight. I just I don't care about any of that other stuff. It, if anything, I would just think the the state of UK basketball is late should show that like who cares what anybody says, just win. Like it's so much more fun when you're winning. I don't care, but but if you mean that in a sense of like I wish he'd give us more answers about how this can get better then there's probably truth to that too, but what, what can he say? Like, we no, think. Well, I, I, I'm more up. worried about like the, um, not the indifference he shows, but like, I'm, I'm more worried about just how well is the message being received from the players by John Calipari? Cause like right now there's just yeah. a lot of like losing sucks. So they're all pissed off over That's there. Fair. Like there, there's no doubt about it, but I, I just, I don't know how many times, like we had the 2014 season where he rallied. But like th- this level of suck has not has not happened very often. We haven't seen him kind of rally the troops from this le- depth of depravity. But I think there is. I still think there's enough talent, like what we saw in the preseason, to to be able to re- get a rally together. You just can't have your three best players go three of freaking thirty. Like what the hell was that, Oscar, buddy? Whew. Yeah, yeah, I'm that was bad. It's, it's not. It's not good. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Final segment, Kentucky Roll Call. Coming up next here on Big X, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll be back after this. Have you heard about the lonesome loser? Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call. That's not going to make you feel miserable. Just like throwing out a pair of shady rays will just brighten up your day mm-hmm. actually the opposite but you know it'll shady up your day yeah and you'll look sharp doing it you'll feel fresh so fresh so clean um they've got tons of cool different designs polaroids and lenses at an affordable price and even more affordable if you use the promo code big x when you check out at shadyrays.com outstanding sunglasses and if you break them uh you don't gotta buy them just get a replacement pair just pay a small processing fee They'll hook you up at shadyrays.com. Whenever anybody has like a friend named Ray who is like a little sketchy. Ooh. Ray sounds like a guy you'd be like, uh, Ray's being flaky again. Oh, Shady Ray. I have an uncle named Ray, but he he's a he's a great guy. Not sketchy, not shady at all. But he probably mm. would love Shady Rays. Good cover up. Good cover up, TJ. Uh, probably, you know, probably would. Do you know what was not sketchy at all? What's that? The Buffalo Bills game yesterday. How freaking cool was that? No, uh, it was cool. It was cool. <laughs> I, I am, uh, you know, I'm I'm a guy who goes to church every once in a while. <laughs> um, I, I enjoy my sports. I try to be big machismo sports football guy. But uh, Demar Hamlin this week just had me in tears multiple times. And when I saw that, I was just like, like that's the kind of stuff that makes you believe in God. It was so unreal that. 
you had all of this happen, and it's such an emotional moment, and then just return touchdown. Like, what? Uh, unreal. Um, Jim Nance, too. Like, that was a great call. Uh, Tony Romo stepped on it a little bit. Uh, but, I mean, that was that was unreal. That to, I can't imagine being in that stadium yesterday. It just it's unbelievable. Yeah, it, it's just I, those moments I like that you just get everybody kind of coming together. Yeah, something so cool. a, a little bit bigger, better than sports, and kind of gives you a little bit of faith in, in humanity. Yeah, yeah, uh, so cool too to see Demar like live tweeting through this, and to just have that be possible is amazing in its own right. So, man, that that was cool. That was a great way to to start the the Sunday. A good way to forget about uh, all the bickering over our stupid basketball team. Just be like, wow, sports are. Uh, generally good the sports are good That's which a good point we could have some good sports tonight as well tj before we wrap up this text line national championship game the horn frogs against georgia i'm uh i'm i'm taking the horn frogs in the points because you need to have a max duggan kind of crazy like performance but georgia struggled against the pass a couple times this year and i think tcu has enough um you know, gator blood in them, whatever you want to call it, that they'll keep it close. I, ultimately, Georgia should win. But just so, so – two fascinating storylines. Like, you don't have back-to-back title winners often, and then you never have a team like TCU playing for a title. So, I'm fascinated. I just – I hope it's a good game. I'm worried it won't be after we got such two great semifinal games. Yeah, I also just am hoping for a good game. Don't care who wins. Just want it to be close. I guess if I had a preference – maybe TCU, but again, I don't really care. It's it's not like Georgia's recruiting is going to change one way or another based on what happens tonight or their, their standing in the SEC East or the SEC is going to change based on what happens tonight. So just give me a good game and shout out to the powers that be. It's a 7.30 kickoff, right? Oh, I, I was just fully expecting to be up till midnight. Um but like normally they always make the national championship like 820 822 8, or 8, something yeah. yeah it it says 730 i hope we're not being like bamboozled that that's like when the coverage starts or something like that but i think it's a 730 kickoff because i think they were like all right people are staying up till 1230 watching these national championship games uh, i'm just going to go ahead and assume that the 730 kickoff is legitimate and that's amazing i think a lot of people don't realize that but yeah, instead of watching jeopardy you can turn on the national championship game yeah, it says it's a half hour earlier than in previous seasons. And usually ESPN's good about not pulling the wool over our head. I mean, it'll probably be like 737 or something. But usually they like they don't do the Fox thing where they say uh, game. Like during the World Cup, they said coverage starts at 1 and then it would be a 2 o'clock kickoff. Like what, what What are we doing here? Yeah, what are we doing here? What are, what are we doing? Scooch, your pick for tonight? Oh, he doesn't have one, I guess. Hmm. Because he's just he doesn't like college football. Scoots, your pick for tonight. Oh no. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me, buddy. <laughs> wow. Right. Wow. He's tongue tied. He's so tongue tied. Uh just like this text from the Thorn Sex on five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. I thought about inviting you, but I figured that you wouldn't have the time. For wow. our steak dinner with Bulletie's Beast. He just uh, Scoots has to be included. He has to be. Oh no, the the mic went out. You know where he usually hits the dong and he's mm-hmm. got to 
That's a bummer. A texter says, I have a hard time seeing any way Cal goes to Texas. I just don't think he'd be willing to potentially blow up that recruiting class and go and coach there for two to three years. Oh, I I think that Cal would totally go to Texas. And I think I said that the day that the Chris Beard stuff happened. I just don't think Texas would hire him. I don't think Texas – I don't think Calipari is a top three option at Texas. Maybe, Maybe third. I don't think he's a top two option at Texas. Texas has the money, but also does Cal does Cal want to go to a place like Texas? Like that's a football school. Does he want to go deal with that crap again? I think Cal would be happy to have a fresh start. I really do. And I and you know, not just I'm not saying I blame him or I'd be mad at him if he does. It may just be time for people to kind of go their separate ways. I just don't know how Texas could justify hiring him. And also Cal would be taking probably a semi-substantial pay cut. I bet Texas would maybe go up to six or seven mil, but they wouldn't get as high as nine. And if you're Texas, wouldn't you be like, all right, Kentucky fans aren't all that mad that he'd be leaving. His last three to four to five years haven't been amazing. Is this really the, you know, is this the the old timer we want for the next three to five years? I, I I don't think he would be, he definitely wouldn't be option one or two for Texas. Well, so the, I don't the, think it's going to happen on Texas's end, not on a Calipari end. And I don't know how many hardcore Texas basketball fans are out there, but their problems never been like Cal would be a lot like some of the other guys they've had, where it's they get the awesome recruits in here and then the wins don't follow. So exactly, I don't know. Yeah, I, no. So I, I think I don't think Cal. I think Cal will be, and there is some truth to that. Like we are all so frustrated with this, but what will the the whining and crying and bashing do for the next two months i mean nothing it's not going to do anything but there's going to be plenty of it because there's just a reaction to what we're watching on the court but yeah and i totally get it and it is frustrating but I, i i don't i'm not trying to do like a kumbaya like we all need to come together and rally around this team but there is like people that are just crying each and every game one shouldn't you just not be surprised by it if you if you yeah. think cal stinks so badly and he's horrible like shouldn't this shouldn't you just shouldn't this be what you anticipated and thus you are not getting hurt because you know what to expect and two like i some of the players i do feel bad for and here i you know we crush them because we have to talk about the game when bad things happen but the people that like tweet them and go out of their way and write instagram messages to them they get it in every which way and i i do that does suck for them. Yeah, it, it just it all sucks right now. My way of coping with bad basketball though is to just not 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 tweet about it. Um, <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. Also, live tweeting basketball, good way to just look like a dingus. You know, you can't get if you're yeah. if you're super takey, like things change so quickly. Sure. That, you know, yeah. Um, one texter says, watch an Instagram live of Justin Rogers, LSU telling UK fans that I can't go back to Lex now. Did something besides mill happen? No, I think that's just the practicality of, he told them he's going to the portal and they said, okay, well, we're going to go find your replacement. Like we can't, we can't wait for you to make a decision before something else happens. So I think that's what it was referring to. Um, shout out to smoke getting a visit in at Colorado. That's pretty cool. I'll, I'll root for him where he goes. Uh, he's a nice player. Just obviously was not going to be option numero uno at UK. Man, really funny to watch Louisville fans um, right now, like who are just yeah, – they're, they're very much like Auburn basketball fans um, where they just don't know how things work. Now, 
the portal gets have been good. Like they got that Georgia Southern kid. I mean, I think he was the Sun Belt's leading receiver. Like that's a good get. Losing your minds over getting a commit from SoFlo a year before signing day. Like, remember Jermaine Eskridge, TJ? I don't think that kid ever even played college football. He was yeah. a top five kid from Miami. I know that's exaggeration, but Kentucky has not had a Ty Bryant is the first first commitment to sign with them in like seven years. Like kid, the early commitments, I'm just saying, celebrating them like your God's gift of football. Just just chill out a little bit. Like that yeah. just chill. I, I like I like where your head's at, Roush, but UVL's hot right now, and it I don't love it. I don't love it one bit. They're getting good players in the portal. They're still having some recruiting success. And I do think the difference between and, – and do I think that TJ Casper guy is going to end up playing for UVL? My guess would be no. But just with the Nils situation, they may just keep funneling him so much money from now until the day he signs with UVL that he will feel obligated to go to UVL because the money's just so sweet. And it, it's smart to do this if you're Jeff Brown. Like to, I mean, like it, all right now, that's great PR. Um, but like Kentucky tells these kids that they don't want them to commit till at least March in most cases because there's so much time left. Like it's just, I don't know. I just the the, the there was a some people get very triggered by Ty Spalding, and I'm like this guy. Like he's just he's I just like kind Ty. Of a, Ty's a good kid. He, but he he had one uh, tweet that really did like irk me. I was like, oh, the, the 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 commuter school, the Big E school, they went down to Miami and got the best player in America. And it's like, oh, my God, ugh, just gagging over here. But he he works for a rival site. Like, that's what you got to do. But it's just, sure. It's like, I think I'm back. He's a, fan, he, he's a fan and he likes to get he likes to rile up. But here's the deal. You of all fans, you just you do. You just got to shut up until you come within until UK is not doubling you up on the scoreboard. And then you can talk. And I think the game next year should be as close as it's been in a long time, should be competitive. Uh, Roush, your uncle walked right in front of me for a split second. I wanted to like, because it was just him and me just right there next to one another. Yeah, I wanted to be like, hey, hey I'm, I'm Roush's co-host on the radio show. But what was that going to do? He was probably just going to be like, oh, great. Nice to nice to see you. Yeah, but you he could was, just introduce yourself. Be like, yeah, I, I, I took the Greg Braun mantle at Sports Buzz. And he would have said, yeah, that was a great show. They tried to get me on all the time. But, you know, I'm a big fish over here. <laughs> well, maybe next time I'll, I'll know that. But he was recruiting. And then they got the player that he was recruiting there, that Georgia State kid. And uh, he, he was looking good. They've, they've got momentum. Yeah, it's just yeah, they the reality do. of it. It sounds like Adidas is doing a better job with this nil stuff than Nike or at least Adidas to U of L versus Nike to UK, which that could be something to keep an eye on moving forward. Yeah. Um, it's also, yeah, yeah. It, we'll see how all of this plays out. Um, By the way, it, or sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I just, I, I would say, say it is fascinating that they have kept it going on. It wasn't just a uh, Scott Satterfield thing. Yeah. Uh, I, and, and, you're probably even getting better players because it's an offense people actually want to to play in and uh, not whatever Scott Satterfield was running. But Scooch has given us permission to go long today. I don't know if he's got the authority to do that, but he's he I do today. It. Scooch, what? I, I do today. Just because we, we got the late start and then we run our replay after the late or after our show. So with our late start today, if I just put in our replay, we're going to have about 10 minutes of just dead air, and we don't want that. So we're going to go nope. nine, ten minutes long today. 
So executives and bosses, if anybody is to get in trouble, it's not Come me. to me. It's not me. You go to the scooter. But I wouldn't, you know, scooter, he's, he's bad news. I'm, I'm just careful I, with the way you approach him. I'm just making an executive decision. I think it's the right one. Fingers crossed. <laughs> A texture says, Jimmy Dykes, we get it. You know what floppy action is. We don't need to be reminded every game that you do. <laughs> please, please stop getting Ravage and Dykes for just like a game. Yeah. Please take I, a break. Seriously. Oh. Also, sure the game was on CBS on Saturday, so that was uh, double, mm. double bad news. Uh, the fact that we're in this game early without Oscar, I'll take it, and Toppin is 0-6. Well, got some bad news about sure how that would end up in, unfolding. Why won't this team take open jump shots? I don't care. It's going to kill me. I don't Especially Wallace is the one that's most frustrating, where it's like a ball reversal, and he's not just ready to shoot. He, you're you're like a forty four percent three point shooter, yeah. Wallace. You, like you have to, you don't even you shouldn't even if you're not open, you should feel free to let it rip. Yeah. But holy smokes, Toppin, Toppin, yeah. I don't care if you miss open jump. I don't care if any of these guys miss open jump shots. I, the only person like unless it's like Oscar shooting a twenty footer or something like that. Besides that, any of them, if you're open, you just have to take it. The offense is too bad or too stagnant to not take open shots. Ooh, it's so frustrating. Wish Cal would put Wallace in at the end of the first half, need some offensive spark, and have to trust him to not get that third foul. A bunch of betas playing basketball. No fight, no heart. Team didn't come ready to play, just embarrassing all around, and that's from Artie. That's, that kind of sums up my, my thoughts on Saturday, Artie. I'm right there with you, buddy. How's DJ TJ going to spin this one? We stink, and our coach stinks the most. You're right. Anytime UK looks horrible, I always just deflect. I never take any accountability. I never put the team's feet to the fire. Uh, you're right. Just total butt slapper that that never criticizes anything to do with UK oh, basketball. DJ TJ is a good. Uh, I've been called though. DJ how, TJ my whole life, by the way. How's he? How's he going to get? How's he going to spin this? Is it, that's just comedy? Uh, it is good. It, it is good. Uh, yeah. But yeah, DJ TJ, get on board <laughs> with it. Uh, I'm actually maybe going to start a, a DJ side gig because I also have great taste in music. What's the worst loss in UK history? I can't chase a carrot with these recruiting classes anymore. It was the worst loss to Alabama in school history. The worst since Patino's probation team. Uh, of all my least favorite stats, the one I hate the most, TJ, is that in Kentucky's three true road games, that includes Gonzaga. So Gonzaga, Missouri, and Alabama. Kentucky has led for a whopping 23 seconds total. woo So bad. That that of all the big stinky stats, that that one's the one that really is the just. And what's like margin of defeat in those games? Probably like twenty points, twenty one points, somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, somewhere around there. Defeat. I mean, that's I was going to dive into those numbers, and I was just so like I, I was like I can't can't do this to myself on a Sunday. We don't <laughs> have the time today, but we do have to have a serious discussion about playing Oscar. Like, actually mean that because how how much he hurts you defensively, it may not. I still think the juice is worth the squeeze, but it's a conversation that needs to be had. Absolutely embarrassing performance. Kentucky basketball is deceased. How's Oscar so bad at screens? He's the definition of what not to do because he screens the spot instead of the defender and hardly ever gets a body on him. Seth Greenberg saying Kentucky needs to feed Oscar, showing why he's an analyst and not a coach anymore. Oscar is a disaster <laughs> in this game right now. Every highlight but one of Alabama scoring was off an Oscar pick and roll. Was he this bad last year? Oscar quadruple teamed and doesn't pass out of it. Maybe he really doesn't know the plays. All of the people calling for Cal's head better get used to this. If he does leave for Texas and take that recruiting class with him, Cal is definitely accountable for this roster, but he can't make shots for him. I do. I really don't think from people are going to probably crush me for this. I don't think from an X's and O's standpoint, Cal has had a bad season at all. I think he's actually kind of coaching his butt off in some instances. 
but he is totally responsible for the roster makeup. He's totally responsible for some of these dudes just not taking open shots. He's totally responsible for this team seemingly peaking in the Bahamas, which is crazy to think. But I do think people are getting open, and they're just either missing them or they're not taking them, and it's so frustrating, Roush. Uh, my biggest frustration with an X's and O standpoint is from the defensive end where you know Oscar's bad at defending ball screens, so like, let's change the way we defend them, right? Like, just change what you're doing. You don't need to switch them. Yeah, um, but I mean, it's, in fact, tough, like, it, it's tough, though, because you can't play a zone. Then you just kind of no, no, lose yeah, everything. No, you Oscar's- just change... I'm just saying change the approach, like double them, like double every ball screen that Oscar's involved in. I know you're asking part of the reason why Cal switches everything is because he young guys. It's a lot. That's just the easiest way to go about things. You just don't need they're they're older. Figure it out. Like defensively, Kentucky um, has struggled, but that wasn't that wasn't the biggest problem against Alabama. Um, What was what was impressive, though, because I was kind of on NATO's press conference beat is he was going ahead of the game, I should say, in his pre-Kentucky press conference, he was talking at length about you got to throw a lot of stuff at Oscar, you got to try different things, um, and you really have to take it to him offensively in order to try to mess up his offensive game. And that's what they did. Like, they they put him in ball screen situations, they got him rattled, and they double-teamed him hard early, and it just completely mentally took him out of the game. Uh, it was it was oh, tough. The, bl- the blueprint to beating Oscar is there. You do still have to have the horses to do it, but like most Power 5 teams are probably going to be able to. Oh, the blueprint's out there. And, Roush, I do agree with you. And even if like I don't totally agree that doubling the ball screen will work, try anything else, yeah, right? Like Because yeah. we know one thing that definitely doesn't work, and that's getting Oscar in screens. And to the Texas point, does Oscar? why is Oscar so bad at screens? Um it, if you're talking about offensively, that's just basketball now. You don't actually like you. You don't often set real screens. Just the thought of a screen is the screen. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. A texter says we're just trying to roll through these. So UK basketball coaching history trend has been good or great. Good drunk. Anyone know Cal's drink of choice? I'd like to try to speed this process up a bit. He's been both great, good, great and good already. You're right. You're getting all three of them with Cal. I don't think he's a big drinker, though. So uh, unless he's picked up some new habits since the pandemic, potentially, which, you know, who hasn't? Sounds like UK dodged a bullet with Scott Clark. Yeah, Yeah. weird situation there. I was never really all that high on him just from a tape standpoint. Um, He was a he was a guy UK got in on early and. Uh, that was when UK was kind of recruiting at not the level that they've since upgraded back to, but it, kind of weird situation. He left Illinois for personal reasons, so uh, I hope he I hope he gets right, whatever it uh, is. He also never struck me as somebody who would excel with Brad Underwood's coaching style. Um, sure, that's also a good point. I yeah. didn't think of that. Uh, hey guys, Brandon Miller of Alabama was another five star. We stopped recruiting because of his motor. Brandon Hunley Hatfield being the other one, it worked. Out for us that we didn't get Hunley Hatfield, but definitely killed us with Miller. Kid is six foot eight point guard, completely fits the mold of what Cal wants out of his players. Can't believe we let that one slip. Just another example of us stop stopping recruiting the wrong player. Also, I think this game is one that really seals the thoughts on Cal for the majority of the fan base. As a newer fan of Kentucky, started fully watching the following of Heroes team. I'm not necessarily a Cal hater, but definitely swinging towards wanting to see a coaching change just to see how it shake out. That's from, uh, oh, well, I don't know who that's from. But, but that uh, was a, a a very rat like a not an angry way to say like I, I I totally understand your rationale there, Texer, and it it, it makes sense. Like it, well it's, well stated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's yes. Um, it's going to confirm a lot of the Cal can't coach sort of stuff, and it's it's a recipe for a, an ugly rest of the season. 
Um, now we got Kirby in here. Says, didn't watch the game. Too busy coaching my four and seven-year-olds. Thankfully, I missed it. From what I'm seeing, it comes down to Cal put together a crappy roster. And it is what it is at this point. We have a lot of six-man role players that aren't even yeah. playing their role. Oscar is great, but he's Rodman, essentially. So using the player of the year stick is a wasted exercise. I mean, he still is like a 20 and 16 kind of guy. He's a great rebounder with no offensive seals and is getting exposed. We are a team full of betas that are scared of other teams. I've never seen that at UK. Need to get through the year to see if we can make uh, run the next. But if the majority of players that have been here during our worst stretch, then I don't have much confidence going that year either. Well, it's going to be pretty much a rebuild regardless because of all the recruits they're bringing in. Uh, but, but yeah, Kirby, I'm, I'm there with you as well. Uh, it sucks. Good hearing from you, though, buddy. A texter says, Northern Kentucky Evan here. Oh, that's a new one. Hey, Northern mm-hmm. Kentucky Evan. Cal has got to go after next year, right? If he doesn't make noise with that recruiting class, then I don't know what he has left. That That is a no-brainer, I think. Like, if, if, it, if next year is a disappointment, yeah, yeah. then what else can you – Exactly. You can't dangle carrot. You can't do. You know, at that point, it's just it's got it's got to end, or it's got to go in a different direction. On Saturday, Josh Allen scored the third most points of all Kentucky players with six. Oh, great text. Pre-game, Pre-game text feels like, like this one will be dictated by the first four or five minutes. If they get out to an early lead, they probably keep us at arm's length the whole game. If it's close, it probably comes down to the final two minutes. Uh, wrong. Weirdly enough, mm. wrong for like different reasons, but. Uh, UK weathered the first storm and then actually looked good, like or not look good, but you got a lot from your bench and like they were playing, they were fighting. That's the thing is that like if your starters aren't fighting, this team is just too mediocre to care about the starters. Yeah. Bring in the arrow, bring in Ugana, uh, and I want Ugana around next year. I want the arrow around next year as we're talking yeah. about kind of a roster rebuild. Those are guys that I definitely want to hang around. So play them more. They're they're going to go out there and give it their all. They're going to give it their all. Um, I think we're going to give it our all and say see you tomorrow. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to finish up the text line. We're going to wipe the slate clean on a Twitter space and then starting, you know, podcast listeners text in and then we'll read those tomorrow on tomorrow's show. And then we'll preview UK, South Carolina, and we'll get to more normal text. But we're going to do a Twitter space. Um, Roush and I, I think Roush is going to hop on with me. We're going to finish the text line that way. And then get back to even. But we want to hear from you. If you sent it in, we appreciate you taking the time. And we want to give it its due diligence. So we'll do that. This is our show for today. Sorry for the technical difficulties. And we all wish we had more happier things to talk about. But you know what? We are given what we're given. We try to make the most of it. We appreciate you listening all the same. And check us out on Twitter. This is Kentucky Roll Call and Big Export Radio. TJ Walker. Have a great Monday. Thank you.